Hey. You're listening to Big Talk with Big Nate, brought to you by The Daily Goat, your go-to place for the latest news in baseball. And strike three called. They haven't been to the World Series since 2000, and the Mets are on their way back. Football. Rex Ryan said, I have to be better than Bill Belichick. On one day, put it on the two of them early in the week. It was that early interception that certainly changed the momentum to Harris play. It didn't lead the points, but it looked like right out of the gates that the Patriots were going to be taking it down and scoring. It was a whole lot tougher for that offensive unit the rest of the day. Basketball. Lynn puts it up. Movies. Avengers! Assemble. And TV shows. I'm Daredevil. And now the host of Big Talk with Big Nate, Nate Olshan. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Big Talk with Big Nate. I think we're coming around to episode 30. It's close to there, somewhere around there. And I'm back. I'm back with a huge episode here. So if you're unaware, Friday, November 12th, was Disney Plus Day, where for a bunch of hours, they were revealing a bunch of news, mainly just on social media. For whatever reason, they didn't get the memo that Warner Brothers and DC Comics did DC Fandom back in October. And they actually did something called live streaming it for about three and a half to four hours. They revealed all the news that way. And it was a fun, immersive experience for fans all over the world and just people that wanted to know about these movies and TV shows and comics. And Disney+, Plus, Marvel Studios, everyone didn't really get the memo that that would be a neat idea to get all the fans hooked in into a way like this where they can actually see it, get details from actually people speaking instead of just reading it from a tweet and looking for uh, posters, uh, photos, and um, teaser trailers that way. Not a big fan of how Disney Plus handled this. I think it's kind of shocking that they actually did it to a live stream. Uh, It's very, very weird and just hard to believe, especially in this day and age, and especially in a day and age for the last going on nearly two years now with COVID uh, and Zoom and online interactions have really been taken over how most things are actually taken care of. So kind of shocked by that. There was a bunch of great news. Uh, Star Wars aspect, it was was really non-existent. Uh, A lot of people are on social media seem to be a little divided about if they're happy or if they're mad about some of the announcements. But I, 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 what? We got... Multiple new TV show announcements slash confirmation. We got teaser trailers for multiple shows. We got new details about multiple shows. I, I, don't, I don't know what there's to complain about, unless maybe it's just the Star Wars fanboys who are all upset that they didn't get a t- the trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi or stuff like that. Who knows, but I was pleased. There was a bunch of stuff I want to get to, all Marvel related, because Star Wars didn't release anything. So I will get right to it, and I will start with my favorite announcement of the day or favorite panel sort of of the day not really a panel because oh yeah it wasn't online it was just on twitter and social media that is moon knight 
So we got the long-awaited teaser trailer for Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector, a.k.a. Moon Knight, and Ethan Hawke as the unknown villain. I have a few theories about who he's playing. He could be uh, the Sun King. He could be maybe maybe a vampire. He could be Dracula, because there's been rumors of Blade appearing, so that would be a nice little tie-in, especially because Blade and Moon Knight are allies in the comics, helping to form the Midnight Suns superhero team, which is getting a video game series, and I think it could eventually lead to a movie or a TV show. If you saw Eternals, you saw the end credits scene, you saw the final credits scene, you saw, uh, you, you heard a person speaking to Dane Whitman. Are you sure you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman? And that was Mahershala Ali's Blade, so that's a connection right there. But this Moon Knight teaser was really great. Uh, there were a couple things that really stood out to me, and there were a couple really just two lines that were just really interesting that were spoken in the trailer, and one of them was from Mark Spector himself, saying, I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. It's a perfect uh, connection to the character in the comic books. He has multiple personality disorder. He's got around four or five personalities living within him, and they all have their own unique, different, uh, not really, not abilities at all. It's not like Crazy Jane, Diane Guerrero's character in Doom Patrol. It's not like that. He's got around four or five personalities that just have their own different mannerisms. They're a little weird. There's one that actually thinks he's part of the Avengers, so he sits around a telephone waiting for Captain America to call him to help fight alongside the Avengers. Amongst other ones, one of them's like he's like a billionaire, and yeah, he's just a rich guy. So he's got a lot of messed up stuff in the head. He's very depressed. He's got a lot of anxiety. He's got a lot of mental uh, illnesses, and... It's going to be really nice. It's going to be really neat to see how they adapt that to the screen. We haven't really seen that much with uh, Marvel. We haven't seen a character really dealing with uh, mental illness. We've seen it occasionally, but not nearly as big as it is with Mark Spector. So this is going to be pretty cool to see how they handle it. He's my second favorite Marvel superhero of all time after Spider-Man. He's one of my top five, top ten superheroes of all time. So I've been excited for this forever. I've been wanting a Moon Knight movie to come for such a long time from Disney, Marvel Studios, and they have finally announced a TV show, which I think is even better because it's just longer. It's just more. We get about eight, ten episodes at around an hour long a piece of Moon Knight. So it's it's better than a two-hour movie. So I'm, I'm pleased. I'm excited. I'm assuming it'll spin off to something, maybe if it's as popular as I think it will be. Maybe he'll get a movie trilogy or a movie. Maybe he'll spin off and go on to the movies with teaming up with maybe the Midnight Suns or uh, the Hearts of Darkness, something like that. Not the Avengers. It's not really his mode. Uh, even though I know one of his personalities believes he's an Avenger. It's, it's not really him. He's really worked with Spider-Man occasionally. That's really the closest Avengers tie he's had. Occasionally Daredevil, but... He's he's a broken character. He's dark. He works with Blade, Moon Knight. I mean, sorry, Blade, Ghost Rider, occasionally Black Knight, Punisher, uh, Werewolf by Night, who rumor has it could be making an appearance in the show ahead of 2023's Halloween special with uh, Werewolf by Night. He's, he's a werewolf. <laughs> it's cool. So, yeah, I'm just wicked excited for this TV show. I think the trailer was perfect. It didn't reveal too much. It didn't reveal too little. Gave us nice teases of everything we got to see. Not a full body look of what Oscar Isaac will look like as Moon Knight in the Moon Knight costume, but we kind of get a glimpse to it with him in a building just beating somebody to a pulp. 
then we kind of see him standing up a little bit with his hand on the ground. So we get teases to his costume, and somebody put something on Instagram or, or Twitter where they were breaking down from the supposedly leaked image from a few months ago of Moon Knight, where we see the full body look from like the waist up. I see the face and everything like that. They broke down from that little shot where it's like, oh, the scene where he's beating the guy to a pulp in the trailer. And that building looks similar to the building that we see up above. Moon Knight from the leaked image. Oh, the costume looks similar. The hands look similar. I don't care about that. I, 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 I don't care. Maybe maybe it is the same one. Maybe it's not. I know Marvel was pretty pissed. Kevin Feige was furious when that came out. So it probably is a leaked image. But if it is or if it's not, I don't care. Uh, trailer was great. Gave me enough of the costume that I need to see. If we don't get any other trailers or anything between now and the release of the show, I'd be happy. I don't want to see too much. I always say I'm not going to see a trailer for a movie, a second trailer, I should say, but I end up watching it, and it usually reveals a little bit too much, so maybe Moon Knight might be the first thing where I don't watch the second trailer, and I just go to the TV, and I just watch the show after seeing what we just saw yesterday from Disney Plus Day, so time will tell, but Moon Knight, all said and done, great character, I think people are going to really fall in love with this character, people love Oscar Isaac, he's got a huge fan base, huge following. It's going to garnish a lot of views, as it should. It's Moon Knight. It's, it, it really is such a great character. Like, honestly, this guy is so dark. People have been saying, oh, Disney, oh, it's, it's, it's kid-friendly. Oh, Deadpool 3 won't be rated R when they already confirmed that it will be. So, enough of that. Oh, Blade, is Blade going to be rated R? They're making Moon. If they're making Daredevil 3 rated R, I'm assuming that they're going to make a movie about a vampire hunter who hunts vampires and monsters. They're going to make that rated R as well, especially when the director has only done rated R stuff. He hasn't done a whole bunch of stuff, but the only stuff that he's done have been rated R. So not worried about that. Moon Knight is extremely dark, very gritty. He's got a lot going on in, in, in his mind. He's, he's very messed up in the head. This is going to be, I believe, the MCU's first. It's a TV show, so they're not going to brand it with a with a, a rating of PG-13 or rated R. But I'm assuming this will be their first rated R, quote unquote, kind of t- content that they've given us so far. Maybe it'll be a test, see if people like it, see if it gets a lot of great fan reception. Critics love it. If it gets a lot of views, maybe it'll be their first, and then they'll. Be like, okay, we can do rated R stuff that is not just Deadpool. We can officially make Blade rated R, even though we wanted to make Blade rated R. We can do a Wolverine movie. We can maybe make him a little bit darker than what we've seen in Fox's Drek for the last 20-some-odd years. Yeah, I don't care about Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Fight me. I just don't. So this is going to be great. It's going to be huge for Disney+, Plus, huge for Marvel. It's going to be big. I'm excited. I can't wait. So definitely watch that teaser trailer if you haven't. It's around 40 seconds long. It's up on YouTube. It's up on Twitter. It's all the social media. Check it out. Just watch it. Hit me up in the comments. Hit me up in the comments. Let me know what you thought of the teaser trailer. Let me know if you have any questions because I'm a huge Moon Knight guy. As I've said, he's my second favorite Marvel superhero by far after Spider-Man. He's my one of my top five, top ten superheroes of all time in general. I'm a huge Moon Knight guy, and I can't wait. I cannot wait for this. I've been waiting so long for a Moon Knight, anything, live action, TV show, movie, whatever, and we're finally getting it. So I can't wait. I'm excited. Ethan Hawke's playing the main villain. 
and this is interesting. This is cool because Ethan Hawke in the past has mentioned how he doesn't want to be in superhero stuff. That's really what he said. He doesn't want to be in a superhero movie or TV show or anything like that. Ethan Hawke isn't really a kind of actor that is in many TV shows. He's been doing movies for the last couple of decades. So obviously he must have really been interested in this role and interested in this project to come on to play not only a superhero, but to play, I mean, not only to play a character in a superhero project, but to be in a TV show. Those are two things out of his norm completely. So obviously that says something. And Ethan Hawke, great actor, very great. He plays dark and evil and just badass awesome perfectly so whichever villain he's playing if it's uh count nefarious if it's uh morlin the vampire who's kind of a spider-man villain if it's uh the sun king who knows if it's uh yeah i think he's definitely playing one of those three he could be playing dracula i think that would be kind of lame i'd rather see that for blade down the line not in his first movie but i'd rather see that for blade eventually so We'll have to see about that. But Ethan Hawke's playing the main villain, opposite Oscar Isaac playing the main guy, another actor who's not really in TV shows, and he's in TV show now. So definitely check this out when it comes out. It's coming out later in 2022, I think around the end of the spring, early summer. So we'll see about that. But this looked great. And this looked great. So next topic I want to talk about is She-Hulk. So we got the teaser trailer for that. And... It was interesting because, uh, well, first of all, we got to look at uh, Jennifer Walters' uh, costume a little bit and what she look like as She-Hulk, which is comic accurate to a T. It's perfect. It's got the purple. It's got the white. It's got the black perfectly. Looks really great. Didn't get a full body shot of it, which I think is fine. I don't want to see that in a teaser trailer. Uh, I'd be fine to seeing that when the show comes out. But, again, second trailer will reveal it for sure. So... I was a fan, I really dug this trailer, but what really stood out to me was that quote-unquote smart Hulk is out of the arm sling that we saw in Shang-Chi, and oh yeah, he's Hulk again, so he's not Bruce Banner, obviously he's worked something out where it's just him in control completely, So, but he's not looked at as Bruce Banner, he's the Hulk again, so... It's going to be interesting to see where this falls into the MCU timeline. Is it before Shang-Chi? Is it after Shang-Chi? I kind of think it'll be right before Shang-Chi, maybe. Uh, especially because in the shots that we saw of Bruce Banner as Bruce Banner. So we see him as Bruce Banner and as the Hulk in the trailer. But we see a lot of him as the Hulk. So this guy is his shirt. And his overalls kind of look similar to the ones that we saw in, in the Shang-Chi end credit scene. So I think it'll take place right before Shang-Chi and maybe the end of it will set something up. Um, set something up with maybe just the Hulk or maybe She-Hulk and Hulk or something like that. But I would assume it'll set something up, especially after that Shang-Chi end credit scene, which involved Hulk so or Bruce Banner. So I would imagine that you might get a part two of that of what's going on why does why why why, why is shang chi so important well i guess we'll maybe find that out in an end credit scene to uh the final episode of she hulk or something like that maybe even in the show so who knows but this show teaser didn't reveal too much it looks really interesting they've been calling it a kind of a sitcom a little bit which the logo which everyone's freaking out about oh it looks so much like Grey's anatomy ncis the logo looks so bad. Who cares about the logo? 
I don't care about no logo. I don't care if it's the worst logo ever. I don't care if it's literally just a written words of She-Hulk just on a screen, blank piece of paper, and then the show starts. I just don't. First of all, that would save CGI budget. That would save so much that it would give more money to uh, be used in the actual content of the series. So I don't care about a logo. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care for Grey's Anatomy, so I don't care if it looks like that logo. The show looks good to me, so I'm pleased. People will just cry about anything nowadays, and that goes to show right there perfectly. So I'm excited for the show. We're getting uh, Tim Roth back as Abomination, Mew uh, Blonsky. We saw him again in, Shi in uh, Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings. It's been out for almost two and a half months now, so I don't even need to say spoiler alert, but he's in the show for a little bit. He's working out with Wong, doing some stuff. He seems to be friends with Wong, so... That's interesting to see that kind of relationship. Is he becoming a hero? Is he just moving along the lines, working with Wong because Wong's there? Wong seemed like he wants to help him, but is he still a villain? Does he have a bloodlust of vendetta for Bruce Banner and the Hulk? I guess time will tell. Are they going to kind of retcon that uh, Incredible Hulk movie from 2008 and kind of brush past some of that stuff? So when we see Abomination fight Hulk in this show, it's for the first time. Who knows? Abomination's going to be back. There's been rumor that uh, William Hurt's going to be back as General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. I say it's about damn time we see him as Red Hulk. It, 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 it really is. Black Widow would have been perfect. Would have been perfect to introduce him as Red Hulk in that film, especially because he's dying and he looks extremely decrepit. So he needs something to help him up because he, in the comic books, he's fearful of death he doesn't want to die which is what leads him to using being brought into contact with gamma radiation which he thinks he's able to control and he kind of is and he becomes the red hulk and then all of his health issues are all gone so i think he's gonna become red hulk in the show i think maybe we'll get that around i, I kind of think we don't really know who the main villain is in the show we kind of do. There's been rumor of uh, one character. Name is escaping me. I can't really think of it. But she kind of looks like little... She's a little orangish with her skin complexion. And she's got some form of super strength. Decent character. I, I'm forgetting her name. But I remember the character. And she's a decent character in the comic books. She'll probably be the main villain. Or she'll be the villain for majority of the show and then we'll find out maybe Red Hulk and or Abomination we're pulling the strings so we'll find out about that down the line I guess time will tell maybe we'll reveal more of it in the second trailer but I still don't know yet who the main villain is and at the end of the day I'm going to say it'll probably be General Ross does he become Red Hulk right away does he become Red Hulk in the end after maybe being defeated or something like that is he on deathbed, is he on his deathbed and he's near death and someone, maybe Norman Osborn, maybe Justin Hammer, maybe Sam Sampson, maybe somebody like that gives him Hulk serum, if you will, just reveal, just makes him, brings him into contact with gamma radiation and turns him into the Red Hulk. Time will tell, but that's kind of what I'm going with. That's kind of what I'm going with. This show, at the end of the day, though, looks really great. If you don't know the character of Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, that's why I'm here. That's why Big Nate is here, to grace you with knowledge, to teach you things. She-Hulk, 
pretty underrated character in the comic books. A lot of people are like, oh, she's a carbon copy of Hulk. Well, yeah, her name is She-Hulk. Uh, she's Bruce Banner's cousin in the comic book. She is a lawyer by day and a becomes a vigilante by night eventually. And when she becomes a vigilante known as She-Hulk, she becomes a lawyer strictly for superheroes. So there's been rumor of her possibly being uh, Peter Parker's lawyer in Spider-Man No Way Home. I think that is definitely not going to happen, especially with the rumors of Charlie Cox coming back to play Matthew Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil. So I think Jennifer Walters is off the table, but we could maybe see Charlie Cox appear as Matt Murdock in the She-Hulk series. Maybe him and uh, She-Hulk or Jennifer Walters kind of team up to be a little kind of like a lawyer team. Maybe one of them is recruiting the other one for something uh, to join their law firm or something like that. Who knows? Uh, maybe they just become aware of one another because they're both lawyers and then they become, and then they're also superheroes. So maybe the paths cross that way. But I am very interested in the show. Very intrigued. Uh, her ties and the Hulk lore is just really interesting, especially because in the comics, at least, they're not going to do this in the TV show because obviously Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner is now able to control when he turns into Hulk as what it seems like in the, in the trailer, at least. Because we see him as Bruce Banner and we see him as the Hulk. So one will assume he's able to transform whenever he wants. But a big connection that two characters have in the comic books is not only because that they're cousins, they're first cousins, and they're obviously related, it's that Bruce Banner is jealous because she's able to control becoming Hulk and all that kind of stuff. And he doesn't have the luxury of being able to do that. He's trapped with this monster inside his mind and he has no control over it really. He works on it, but he, he doesn't have any control when he is the Hulk. So he envies her a lot. And uh, we're probably not gonna get that in the show. Maybe we do, maybe we will early on, but seems unlikely, especially with how Avengers, and Avengers Endgame turned out where he's able to control it and everything like that. And Shang-Chi end credit scene shows him back as Bruce Banner. She-Hulk trailer shows him as Hulk and shows him as Bruce Banner. So I guess time will tell. I guess it will, time will tell. There's a real theory that I've been having for a while is that maybe something happens to Jennifer Walters and Bruce Banner does a blood transfusion or something like that. And it may might give her all of his powers and he loses his powers. He's just a genius guy who's kind of like Tony Stark without powers. Uh, so... I guess we'll see where the future lies with that, but that is my theory. I guess we will see, but this show looks really great. Definitely check out this teaser trailer if you haven't. It looks spot on. It looks like it's going to be great. Another hit for Disney+, and it's led by a female superhero, which I am completely all for. We need more of that. There haven't been, there hasn't been a whole lot. Uh, Marvel's been trying to amp it up lately. DC... They've always been perfect with it. They've always had a nice blend of great female superheroes and great male superheroes. Marvel in the comic books hasn't really had that all the time. They don't really have many elite female characters, which is a huge shame. But the movies, they've been trying to work on it more. Captain Marvel, say what you want about her. Say what you want about Brie Larson. She's a great character. She did a really good job. Brie Larson did at playing Captain Marvel. Uh, obviously, we've had Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, for 
long time since around I think 2011, something like that, with Iron Man 2. So we've had her uh, going into which really leads me into my next topic. Oh, and of course we have Wanda Maximoff. How could I possibly forget? Arguably one of the most top five most powerful Marvel characters of all time, and Monica Rambeau, who's going to be in the Marvels TV. Uh, movie, which is technically Captain Marvel 2 with Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau. This all leads me into my next topic, and that is Miss Marvel. So we got the teaser trailer for Miss Marvel, and uh, I've never been a huge fan of Miss Marvel in the comic books. I have read a lot of her comics just solely because of the fact I love to read comic books, so I'll read what anyth- I'll read anything, but I've never been a huge fan of the Miss Marvel comics. And she's an interesting character. She's very young. She's like 14, 15, something, somewhere around there. She's Pakistani-American, and she is a superhero. She is a huge fangirl of Captain Marvel in the comic books. Obviously, she kind of adopted the name a little bit, and she adopts the costume look as well. And in the comics, at least, she is an, in, she is a Inhuman, which... If you're not aware of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you're not aware of the Inhumans TV show from a few years back that we don't talk about, the Inhumans are kind of basically like the X-Men with the mutants and the X-Gene. The Inhumans, when they're uh, brought into contact with a Terrigen crystal, if if you don't possess the Inhuman gene, you turn to dust and you die. But if you have the Inhuman, if you have the Inhuman gene, you emerge as something else. You have abilities. You're inhuman. You have powers. And she is an inhuman in the comic books. There have been rumors and emphasis on rumors. Nothing's been confirmed by anyone to do with Marvel, Disney, Disney Plus, nothing like that. But the rumors have been saying that she will not be an inhuman in the the TV show, which I think would be a huge missed opportunity. Unless, unless they're making her the MCU's first mutant, at least first known mutant. I'm sure Charles Xavier might be out there somewhere. I'm sure Magneto might be out there somewhere. God knows. Logan, Wolverine, has been out there somewhere because he's over 100 years old. So the first known mutant in the MCU could possibly be Miss Marvel. And if that is the case, my excitement level in the show goes up by 100% points, because right now I'm not all that interested in their show. I just really am not. I'm not really for kid kind of shows that are about, like, young teens. Not really my thing, uh, especially one becoming a superhero. Like Spider-Man, because it, it's it's freaking Spider-Man, so of course I'm going to be interested in that. But Miss Marvel, her dealing with all of her friends and all that stuff that she does in the comic books, living her life with all of her happy-go-lucky friends, no thank you. No thanks. Not my cup of tea. Teaser trailer looked like it's kind of adapting a lot of the early comics for sure. Her dealing with uh, her friends, her dealing with her school life, and who knows if it's elementary, uh, if it's middle school or high school. You can't tell the actress looks like she's five years old, but I'm mildly intrigued by the show, obviously, because it's it's a Marvel show. It's a Marvel property, so I'll watch it. It's within the MCU, so I'll sure as hell watch it. But at the end of the day, there's a fine line between what's great and what's bad. And the MCU is in a fair share of bad. Uh, should I start uh, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3? 
Those are both decent films, but they're not as great as the majority of the other MCU films. Thor The Dark World, uh, to an extent, Captain America The First Avenger. I love the film, but probably one of the weak ones. Uh, obviously, the, Inc- the Incredible Hulk. Uh, I would say Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp are definitely up there as one of the bad ones. And yeah, I'd probably say that's it. So it's not like everything that Marvel does is a complete hit. It's not. What if it was very probably, it's probably the the most recent MCU project that we've had that was as divided as it was. I I enjoyed it a lot. There were definitely multiple episodes that I felt like were pretty bad. But at the end of the day, the show was a really great show and I enjoyed it. And Loki was another show that early on, at least, it was kind of getting that vibe from fans who were like, oh, this is boring. You want to find that boring for other comic books. A lot of that stuff is complete Marvel Comics lore. The Time Variance Authority, are you kidding me? <laughs> when they announced that, I was jumping out of my, I was jumping out of my, jumping out of my house. I was excited as hell. That's great that they're finally doing with, dealing with that. But I can see why people felt like the early episodes were a little bit boring. It got extremely exciting as time went on, especially because of my guy, King the Conqueror. Us Nathaniel's got to stick together. His name is Nathaniel Richards, so of course I love the guy, and he's just one of my, he's arguably my favorite Marvel villain. So, yeah, that show got better, but it's not like everything that Marvel does is a complete hit. They're bound to make a couple flops here and there, and if I were to project of uh, the upcoming Disney Plus slate of what's going to be the biggest flop of the live action shows, at least. I'm putting my cards on Miss Marvel. I just am. And I'm probably going to be wrong because I'm sure many kids are going to love the show. I'm sure a lot of people are just going to like it in general. But it's not my most anticipated by by far. I will not sit here and say I'm extremely anticipated for the show because I'm not. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a great show. I hope they do it better than how our comics arcs have been handled before in the comics. Like they've really been handled pretty poorly, and which is a shame because one, she's Pakistani; two, she's a girl; three, she's a young kid, and she's a superhero. So she's going to have a lot of prejudices around her all the time. A lot of people doubting her, doubting her to be a superhero. Which I was—that's what drew me to, to her comics in the first place. That it really is. Just all that kind of, those genres kind of just mixing together, blending into one and becoming the first Pakistani female superhero. And I can remember at least, especially for Marvel. DC's got a few, but for Marvel, that's a first. So it's an interesting concept. It really is. And I think that if Marvel and if Disney, and if Disney just handle this really well, they'll be able to get it done. They'll be able to do it right. They'll be able to do it justice. And not making a male director, a male writer being a part of the show, making the showrunner being a female, that's the perfect thing to do. That really is. When you have a, it just, I don't want to get into politics, that kind of stuff right now, but it's just, it's just plain, it's just plain and simple. When you have a superhero TV show or movie based on a female character, you better have a writer and a director or a female because they'll be able to understand it. They'll be able to know what they'd want to see in that kind of role because haven't really been many before. So that's what you got to do. And Marvel's got that right there. Disney Plus has got that right there with Miss Marvel. So that's what is giving me 
a glimmer of hope, if it'll be great. Kevin Feige probably has his hand in the cookie jar. I'm sure he does. He has his hand in the cookie jar and everything. He's involved in everything. He's got one finger in this pot, one finger in the next pot. One finger in the future pot, thinking about that future. So I'm sure he's involved in some way, shape, or form. But he shouldn't be the main guy. He really shouldn't. Especially for a show like this. Because a show like this should blow up and be great. And I'm hoping it is. Don't get me wrong. I'm hoping it is. But I'm just not excited for it. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope years time from now when the show comes out. <laughs> when the show comes out. About a year from now it'll be, it'll be wrapped up. I'm hoping that I'm here, sitting here, and I have the last laugh. Or you have the last laugh, whichever one it means. That phrase kind of confuses me at times. I hope you're the ones laughing at me. And I was wrong. Next one was uh, an interesting announcement that I wasn't expecting. Spider-Man Freshman Year. So this is an animated original series set in the MCU. It'll follow Peter Parker's early days as Spider-Man. It takes place during his freshman year of high school. And as you might not know, or if you do know, Spider-Man Homecoming was his sophomore year, Spider-Man Far From Home was his junior year, and Spider-Man No Way Home will be his senior year of high school. You don't know what happened in that freshman year. We get, we've get we've had some teases, we've had him mention some stuff, we've had Ned mention some stuff, we've had Aunt May mention some stuff, but we're going to finally see that. And Uncle Ben right now is probably rolling over in his grave. We're really, really going to do this a third time because I'm expecting we're to see a full-blown origin story for the MCU Spider-Man. We kind of saw that in... Spider-Man Homecoming, but we kind of didn't. We didn't see Uncle Ben. We didn't see him dying. We didn't see him say, with great power comes great responsibility. We didn't see any of that. And we're going to see that now. We're going to see what really happened. So I'm intrigued by this. I think it's going to be interesting. It's And it being animated is cool because you can do more stuff in the animation feel that you can't for live action. Uh, first of all, you can just really do anything with uh, who appears, with action sequences, Nothing's going to look cheesy because it's animated. It's not live action. So would you want to see a live action Spider-Man TV show based in his first year as Spider-Man or an animated one? Honestly, with now getting his third film, I'd probably would rather it be animated because we can see more. He can do more. He'll look younger. He won't look like how Tom Holland does now instead of 2015, 2014 when that film's 2015 or 16 when that film started filming. So I think it's going to be more fresh. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be new. We haven't really seen a prequel. We've never, never seen a prequel for a MCU character that was in a movie or a TV show, let alone animated. So this is new for the MCU. I think this is going to be quite possibly what they do for the future with most characters. I think that Moon Knight's going to be a full-blown origin. I think maybe we might. At some point, maybe get an get an animated prequel Hulk show, see more of his origin because especially if they want to retcon what happened in the Incredible Hulk in two thousand eight, if they want to make that stuff kind of, uh, you want to go back to it a little bit or something like that, elaborate on some things maybe. Could see it with a lot of other characters. That's just the ones I'm think I'm thinking would be perfect at least. So time will tell. But Spider Man freshman year. Sounds really interesting. I'm all for it. It's going to be neat. It's going to be cool. It's a very innovative idea, and I think it's going to be the new norm for Marvel and for Disney Plus with what they do with some of these characters, especially when they start getting into the X-Men. When they start getting into the X-Men, I think we're going to get multiple animated prequel shows about a couple characters, maybe for Charles Xavier, maybe for the Wolverine himself, maybe 
for lesser known characters. So that'll be exciting to possibly see some way down the line. And if you stay on to the animated side of Disney Plus and the MCU, a Marvel Zombies animated original series was announced, and nothing was elaborated on if it's taking place after the Marvel Zombies What If show or anything like that. If I were a betting man, that's it, plain and simple. It's going it's to adapt Marvel Zombies from the comic books, which, if you're not familiar with that storyline, well, let me tell you. So Norman Osborn and his team of Dark Avengers. Yeah, he has a evil team that he calls Dark Avengers to kind of screw with Spider-Man and the Avengers. Osborn and the Dark Avengers create a uh, zombie virus that they were intending to use just on the Avengers and didn't think it would spread to a global uh, catastrophe as it did, but it did, and many superheroes were turned into zombies. Uh, some of the main core ones were not, and those superheroes teamed up to try to find a cure for the zombie outbreak. And it's really interesting because it really shows how, even though some of these heroes, let's say Captain America is still Captain America, and he sees Iron Man as a zombie. In the comic books, he, not that not that, that scene happened, that didn't happen, but I'm just telling you how it is. He would have been like, kind of thrown for a loop and he didn't want to kill Iron Man even though he was already dead and was a zombie. So a lot of these superheroes in the storyline just battle with being able to kill their former friends, their former lovers that are now zombies and it drives them to find a cure and I won't reveal if they find the cure or not because again, we don't know about what the show's going to be but if I were making the show, that's what I would make it on. I would make it in a different world in the multiverse and you show the full-blown outbreak, you show them trying to find a cure, and I won't say which one happens if they find the cure or not, but I think it would be an interesting, out-of-the-norm kind of thing for Marvel to do to make the bad guys win and for them to not find a cure and for that world to be completely run over by zombies in the multiverse and for it to literally just be Marvel zombies. So that'll be cool to see. So I'm interested by the show. Pretty intrigued if they were to come out tomorrow and say it's continuation of what we saw on the What If show, I will be slightly less intrigued, but time will tell. Another animated show, uh, What If, officially got a season two announced. It's been talked about by AC Bradley, the showrunner of the show. She's mentioned it in the past how she wants to have uh, a second season, how we might see this in the second season. Oh, She-Hulk and Iron Man. Their episode was cut, but it's going to be in the second season. Nate Moore, who is a prolific uh, MCU writer slash producer he's been on he's had his hand in the cookie jar and not just Kevin Feige and Victoria Alonso Nate Moore has really had his hands in many of the cookie jars throughout the last couple of years dating back to I think his first was the elite Captain America Winter Soldier so he's been mentioning it as well he wants a second season and it's, and it's officially coming so I'm guessing we'll probably see more what if episodes that take that are based on other MCU movies that aren't just from the first phase. I think now we're going to maybe do second phase. I think this is going to be a, a, a series that each season, their episodes deal with a different phase. I think we, we kind of got that in season one. A lot of the episodes, most notably Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, dealt with other phases and not just the first phase. But I, if I were them, I would stick to doing second season, Base it on, set on on the second phase of the MCU. 
Third season, make it be in the third phase. Fourth season, fourth phase, and so on and so on. Until the MCU eventually ends with who knows how many phases. Maybe it's 10. Maybe it's 20. Maybe it never ends. As time will tell. Maybe we can go to infinity. Who knows? In phase infinity, that would be pretty cool. If we're all around then. I doubt it, but that would be pretty neat. <laughs> but yeah, so what if season two officially got announced? And I'm pretty intrigued for it. I'm pretty excited. So we'll see how that goes in the near future. Another series, a live-action one, that was officially announced, it was rumored to be in development a few months ago, about a month and a half ago, actually, was Agatha House of Darkness. Uh, sorry, Agatha House of Harkness. And this is going to be taking, this is going to be based on Agatha Harkness, who we met in WandaVision. The great character that she was, and I'm not going to say spoiler alert, because the show has been out since February of, uh, no, yeah, February or March of 2020. 2021. So it's been out for a while. So yeah, she was the villain all along. It was Agatha all along who was pulling the strings. And she's the villain. Even in the comic books, Agatha Harkness is actually Black Widow. I'm sorry. Scarlet Witch's um, one of Maximoff's uh, mentor in the comic books. She's her big, ad she's her big uh, nemesis here in the show. So it's gonna be interesting to see what the show takes, uh, what, the, what the show does, what it, what, it, what the, what the premise and the plot of the storyline is gonna be. Who's gonna appear as her? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just thrown for a loop. Who knows what's gonna happen in the show? Will we finally get Mephisto? Will she have been working with Mephisto all along? Will she assemble a villain team to go after the Scarlet Witch as she was so afraid of for the? season of WandaVision, or will she maybe come down to Earth and realize that, hey, in their in the MCU timeline, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness just happened, and she turned good by the end of that film, did some great stuff, helped to be, uh, helped to save the day, to save the world, to save the multiverse, whatever the hell that, that amazing upcoming movies would be based on. Maybe I shouldn't try to kill her all along, and maybe go after her and try to help her or at least say I'm sorry and try to bring her kids back, bring Vision back, something like that. Who knows? But it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of stuff that they can do with the show and Catherine Hahn, who played uh, Agatha in WandaVision did a great job. She's a very great actress. She's very funny and I hadn't seen her in a bunch of serious roles before in the past and or actually ever. I've never seen her in something that was not funny. So in WandaVision, first half of the season, we see her playing the happy-go-lucky, funny, goofy Agatha. And then second half of the season, we see her dark, and we see her gritty, and we see her pretty broken. So it's a nice, different kind of norm for her to play something that is out of her usual norm of acting. She did a great job. So I'm intrigued for this. I'm excited. Another series that didn't really have anything revealed besides the first uh, official photo was Secret Invasion. So Secret Invasion is going to be a very amazing show that I can't freaking wait for. Ben Kingsley Adir is playing the villain. I think he's playing Super Squirrel. Uh, Olivia Coleman, who's just fresh off winning an Oscar, who's a phenomenal actress, is playing a character in the series as well. I think she might be Super Squirrel's husband or... Just be playing the main villain, maybe. Amelia Clark, yeah, Amelia Clark, who was Daenerys in Game of Thrones, 
is playing an unknown character who is yeah, my prime theory of who Amelia Clark has been playing is Abigail Brand. She is a great character, very awesome, badass character. She's half alien, half human. She looks human, but she's got like neon green hair. She's got slight superpowers a little bit, some form of not really immortal, but she can withstand uh, certain energy projections and blows and whatnot. She's got some form of super strength, but she is awesome. She is the director of uh, S.W.O.R.D. in the comic books, which S.H.I.E.L.D. is, takes place about, it takes place on Earth, dealing with uh, threats that are Earth threats, while S.W.O.R.D. takes place in space, and they deal with threats that are happening to Earth from space. So, definitely going to be interesting to see this. Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson is playing the main character, so we kind of, we got to look at him. That's the first, that's the photo that was revealed that we saw, and he's got a beard and everything. He looks like old man Nick Fury. He looks older. It's Samuel L. Jackson. He's awesome. He's badass no matter what he does. So that's pretty cool. And I think he's may maybe be mentoring Amelia Clark's character Abigail Brand. So that would be really neat to see. Apparently, she's playing uh, a fangirl of a character who is very smart. She's working in some kind of government agency leads me to believe that she is fangirling over Nick Fury. She wants to be the next Nick Fury, but instead she becomes cooler and she becomes the, the director of S.W.O.R.D. So I'm intrigued by this. I think it's going to be a very interesting show. If you don't know what Secret Invasion is, it's a uh, mini-series in the comic books which saw the Scrolls who were first introduced in I think they were first introduced in Captain Marvel, if I'm not mistaken, in 2019. But so we see the uh, an evil faction of the Skrulls that have apparently been infiltrating Earth for decades. They've taken positions of power. They've taken positions of random people. You or me could be a Skrull. Uh, President of the United States could be a Skrull. The Prime Minister of England could be a Skrull. Something like that. It, 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 it's, it's a very interesting fascinating idea and with them doing this in the mcu it's really intriguing especially in them doing it on a tv show there's been rumors of tom hiddleston appearing as loki there been, there's been rumors of dr strange appearing benedict cumberbatch i think it's going to be low-key it's going to be kind of like avengers 4.5 it's not going to be an avengers film but we're going to see a lot of those characters in this film I'm sorry, in this TV show, I should say. So, very intrigued by this, and it's going to be something that is going to be really neat to keep an eye on going forward. Next up is Echo. So, Echo, uh, officially announced live-action series of Disney+. Plus. Echo will be making her first appearance in the MCU, played by Aliquil Cox in Hawkeye. She is a uh, deaf superhero who is... Awesome. She's got badass fighting skills. She's worked with Daredevil in the comics before. She's worked with Hawkeye in the comics before. So I think that this show is going to be very interesting on multiple fronts. First of all, we get to see a, a deaf superhero, which you haven't seen. I guess you want to say Makari, that flash, that fast girl from, from Eternals. I guess you could say her, who had five scenes, and everyone's loving her no matter what. 
which confuses the hell out of me, to be honest. And let's slow it down a little bit. Druig stole the show of that movie. It was definitely not Macari. So get off from that, please. But Eloquo Cox, great character. She's worse. I, I think that the show is going, uh, she's a great actress. I mean, she, even though she's deaf in real life, she is still a really good actress. And she's able to do a lot of stuff with acting that you wouldn't think somebody with her disability would be able to do. And this leads me to my next point about Echo is that there's been a lot of rumors lately about Daredevil, Charlie Cox coming back as Matt Murdock as Daredevil, those characters appearing in other shows, other movies. There's been rumors for a long time now of Vincent D'Onofrio reappearing as Kingpin in the Hawkeye TV show. I think that's all but confirmed. Well, if you, unless you want to say it's confirmed by Vincent D'Onofrio liking hundreds of tweets about him appearing in Hawkeye, uh, I, 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 I guess it's not confirmed then, but I think it is. So, been rumors of Daredevil potentially appearing in their show as well. And I think that would be perfect because obviously Daredevil's blind. Echo is deaf, so he might be able to help her in that aspect of being able to balance living a normal life with your disability and being a vigilante and helping you to be the best vigilante possible because Daredevil is... There's no question to it. I don't want to hear somebody say I'm wrong. Daredevil is the best hand-to-hand -hand fighter in Marvel Comics. There's no question about it. And oh yeah, he's blind and he's still able to do it. So him mentoring Echo in the comics as he's done before, it's really interesting to see how he's able to not have she's she's not a sidekick by any means they just work together and he helps her he mentors her a little bit and trains her but it's gonna be interesting to see if they have him in the show and if they have him do that kind of role that we haven't seen before from him and we haven't really seen it before from really anyone in the mcu we haven't seen somebody mentor somebody like that i guess you could say it with captain america and bucky we don't see that a whole lot at all in captain america uh, the first Avenger, but they're together. He's not training him or anything. He's had no super strength. It's only Captain America that does. Uh, Hawkeye will be mentoring Kate Bishop in uh, the Hawkeye show, so we'll get it. We'll get it there. Black Widow, I guess you could say it. Natasha was kind of training Yelena Belova, who, oh yeah, is rumored and pretty much actually confirmed by Florence Pugh herself, who plays Yelena Belova, will be a main character in Hawkeye. Again, I'm not all that intrigued by the Hawkeye show. Never been a huge Hawkeye fan. You see, it's just too much of a carbon copy of Green Arrow. Oliver Queen. Way too much. But I'm intrigued by this aspect of him mentoring somebody. I'm not a Haley Steinfeld fan at all. I'm just not. I do not like Haley Steinfeld. I do not like her acting. But I'm excited to see Hawkeye mentor somebody. And Yelena Belova being in the show. Florence Pugh. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin being in the show, and that's what's driving me to see. That's what's going to make me watch this show. But Echo, very intrigued by this. I think it's going to be really neat to see somebody be the main character of a superhero show who can't speak. Yeah, she's, she's deaf, so that'll be really neat to see, really cool to see. Uh, I think we're definitely going to get sign language a lot on that show, a lot of subtitles, which will be neat, very out of the norm for Marvel. So I'm intrigued by this. Last but not least, we have X-Men 97. This is a, uh, it's going to be a revival of the classic X-Men animated series from the 90s. 
and a lot of the same cast is going to be returning from the 1997 animated TV show. So I'm intrigued by this. Not a not a huge X Men fan like most people. I've I've always liked the X Men. There's a few characters that I love from the X Men, like Polaris, who's Magneto's forgotten child. He's everyone just loves Wanda Maximoff. They forget about his child that is actually has similar, if not identical, powers to him, who also has extreme anxiety and extreme depression because she is afraid of being his his daughter. People resent her. Her own teammates resent her. They're afraid of her because she's Magneto's daughter and has his exact powers. And it just kills her mentally. It just ruins her. But she tries to still be a superhero. She's able to be a superhero. Only good part about that TV show, The Gifted on Fox from a few years ago, that X-Men kind of show, was Polaris, played by Emma DeMont. They bring back Polaris, I want Emma DeMont playing her. Because she did a perfect job. She did a perfect, absolute great job. Rovan Marrow and other characters that I really like from the X-Men. Uh, Rover is a sentinel, 100 years in the future, who's developed a uh, sentient consciousness, and he's aware of everything, and he feels bad about what, about what the Sentinels have done, and he wants to help the X-Men take down the Sentinels. But, of course, they resent him because he is a, a monster who killed hundreds of them in the past. But he teams up with Marrow, who is a female mutant who was able to uh, control bones and people's bones and everything like that. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty badass with some of the stuff that she does. But those three... Really, my favorite X Men. I, I I like Wolverine. Uh, the movies have really ruined Wolverine for me. That's Hugh Jackman's is not my Wolverine. Logan was definitely the best one of those movies, uh, besides Deadpool two, and probably the first Deadpool as well. But yeah, I like Wolverine in the comics. He's a whole lot darker, and he's a whole lot better. Again, like I just don't really understand the fascination with. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Like, yeah, I guess everyone's like, how many Spider-Man have we had? How many Batman have we had? We've only need to have one Wolverine. Okay, if you say that, you don't understand how movies work. Batman was going through a whole bunch of stuff with different different directors, different different views of directors. Of course, you can have Michael Keaton play Batman for 40 years. No. Of course, you could go to Val Kilmer. Uh, George Clooney. Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, now Pattinson. Oh, and now Keaton's back as a mentor role like he's done in the comics since. So, okay, Spider-Man, same thing. Are you unaware of Sony's incompetence to do to to sustain a great Spider-Man universe? You must be if you, if you forgot how bad the original Spider-Man 3 was and how bad Amazing Spider-Man 2 was. So don't give me that. Just don't. Of course, Fox is going to keep Hugh Jackman. Those movies were half decent enough to keep people in the seats, and you just had him back for everyone. Simple as that. Plain and simple. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those X-Men movies either. I'm really not. I really don't care for them. I don't. I want to see Kevin Feige do them completely. He was involved in those first two, and he has actually said in the past that he regrets being involved in those movies. They got his foot in the door in the superhero content. They got his foot in the door, helped him to get Marvel. 
but he said he didn't want his name attached to them because he wasn't a fan about how those plots went. And I agree with him. Those plots were pretty terrible. Yeah, X2, everyone loves it. I don't see why. I don't. Have you read an X-Men comic? Have you seen how stuff actually happens? Yes. So, I'm excited to see how the MCU handles the X-Men with the live-action stuff. Not this revival of some 1997 TV show. Yeah, it's back. Cool. Give me a revival, Warner Brothers, of Batman the Animated Series. That would be cooler. Original Spider-Man series. That would be cooler. I don't need no X-Men animated TV show revival from 1990-whatever. I just need an X-Men live-action movie. They should have announced an X-Men live-action TV show called Mutants or something like that. Or just X. I don't know, something cool like that where you introduce us to the mutants. Not bringing back something for the, for the sole fact of nostalgia. Will I watch this show? I don't know, probably not. I'm just waiting for us to get our the mutants in the MCU live-action universe. If you want to give me some X-Men animated TV show that takes place in the MCU about the first mutant, about Charles Xavier or something like that, I'll see it. And I'm not doing something based on some 1997 TV show. I'm all set right there. So that that pretty that actually wraps it up completely for all of the Marvel news. There was a lot of, as you saw, a lot of stuff was revealed. Maybe not a whole lot of new stuff that was revealed, but we got a lot of teasers, and those teasers were great. Re really, am a big fan of the Moon Knight teaser. It's perfect. Go watch it if you haven't seen it already. Please. She-Hulk. Teaser's great. Go watch it if you haven't already. And the Miss Marvel teaser. It's, it's good enough. Watch it. It's awesome. No, not, it's not awesome, but it's something. So check it out. So, yeah, everybody. Again, there was no Star Wars news. There was no Star Wars news. And I find that to be pretty funny, to be honest. But a lot of great Marvel content was revealed. A lot of teasers, a lot of good stuff. So definitely check it out. Check out those teasers. And yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Big Talk with Big Nate. I'm back. Did a great episode here. Definitely stay tuned to what I have working on in the future. Big stuff are coming. Big stuff are coming to, the, to Big Talk with Big Nate. So thank you all for tuning in. Big Nate out. And remember, stay happy. Be happy. <laughs>